Hey guys, Tony here from Pod Tiki. But of course, you already know that because you just clicked on the link that clearly says Pod Tiki. Well, I'm here to intro the episode to tell you today we're doing something a little bit different. Full transparency. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with a little bit of backstory. Now, I've recently come to realize that it takes me a long time to put episodes together. I know what you're saying, Tony. They're only 20 minutes long. Yeah, but. I like to put a lot of research in to make sure that I understand the whole story and that I'm bringing you guys the real story and the, to the best of my knowledge and that I'm, I'm reading books and researching and going online and going to my favorite tiki tomes to try to find all the recipes. I want to make sure I give the best story. I also want to make sure that I try a lot of the different a lot of the drinks um, in different ways and every way they can be made to kind of bring you the most authentic and best tasting drink. The Now, if I was to do that uh, an episode a week or even an episode every other week, I would be, for one, I'd be drunk all the time, and for two, I would be broke because some of these ingredients in tiki drinks um, are quite expensive, and I am the rum poet. After all, I don't cheap out on my rums. I like to use the best stuff and the most authentic, the real stuff. So that takes a lot of trying, a lot of different bottles, a lot of different things. Also... The ingredients that go into tiki drinks, or all cocktails actually, are sometimes not always available all the time. Um, something like an orgeat syrup, or, um, or or you know a certain kind of demerara syrup or something, sometimes has to. I have to go around town searching for that stuff. Like I sh- got a drink coming up that uses a chambray vermouth. That's not something they carry at the uh, you know the Kroger liquor store. So, and lastly. Some of these ingredients even have to be ordered. Um, go back to the tea punch episode. The uh, the the concert from Martinique. That's not something they just have in the store. I have to get that from somewhere special. I have to order that. So luckily, in the age that we live in, we're able to get this stuff um, that that we can't find here locally, and I don't have to um, I don't have to travel the globe to get it as much as I love doing that. And that's really where my love of of the tiki stories and the tiki culture and the tropical culture in general started was travel, which I still plan on doing lots of and bringing my personal stories into the fold. But in between those trips, I, um, you know, which obviously for obvious reasons, it's 2020. Those trips are not happening as much as they used to. And, you know, the the this, we're, me and Faith are settling down a bit and not doing as much travel as we used to. So it's great that we can get these things. It just takes a long time to put them together. Also, this is not my full-time job. So uh, it, sitting down and writing a uh, even what seems to be a 20-minute episode is usually, usually takes a couple of days for, of, for me to sit down and get it knocked out. I'm not a machine, man! But <laughs> So to supplement the interim between episodes... I've decided to go back to what actually got me into podcasting, which is more of an interview-slash-conversation style of podcasting. Um, I love doing the written stuff, and I'm going to continue to do PodTiki episodes, but in between, I'm going to do these little PodTiki conversational chats, and we're going to talk to um, people that are either buddies of mine or people that I are reps and things like that from around the industry, uh, whether it's in tiki culture or just places where the Venn diagram of tiki happen to cross over with other aspects. For instance, tonight we're talking to somebody in the cigar world who's a buddy of mine who has his own podcast. We're going to keep on doing things like this. Um, if you know anybody in the business who would like to 
sit down for a chat with me. Uh, we'd love to have them. Uh, also want to say that we do have a couple of uh, a couple of prototype Pod Tiki stickers with our logo on it, and, um, just the regular logo that you see on the website and on our sh- on our um, Instagram handle. So. Uh, if you guys want a sticker, we only got a few of them, a couple of sheets, but if you guys want a sticker, just reach out to me at, uh, on Instagram at, uh, pod underscore Tiki or at rum underscore poet. Um, also want to say sorry for all my ums and ahs in the podcast. Um, I have a, uh, I know, I understand that I have a very strange conversational style i like to take i take some pauses and i think a lot before i speak so that's kind of why i like to write out the pod tiki's um so i hope i don't annoy too many people with my with my speech pattern but i think that's all i gotta say so i'm gonna introduce to you the very first episode the very first installment of pod tiki talks and i will be back at the end to drop some plugs on you and please enjoy the episode Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, guys and dolls, welcome to Pod Tiki. Pod Tiki Talkie, I guess. I'm not sure what I'm going to call this yet, but something a little bit different today. Um, we're going to sit down and we're going to chat with a buddy of mine who's also into Tiki. He's got his own podcast, successful. Um, thought we'd sit down and just have a little chat and kind of BS with him. Welcome to the show from the Good Cigar Podcast, Al Roman. Hey, thanks for having me, man. Hey, it's an honor and privilege to be here. It's going great, brother. I've got some uh, Baku rum with me, and I've got a Nova Platinum cigar. Just enjoying life, brother. It doesn't get much better than that. Nice, man. Hey, before we get into chatting, just in case we go off the rails here, let's get a couple of plugs out of the way. Good Cigar Podcast, where can people find that? You can find it on uh, Google, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Breaker, Stitcher. There's like nine different programs. You just search for the Good Cigar Podcast and you'll find us. You can also go to our website, thegoodcigar.com, where you can get all of our content from the YouTube, the podcast as well that's on there, and our merchandise that we have, which is our shirts and patches and decals. So everything can be found there or just do a search for the Good Cigar Podcast. I would also suggest a follow on Instagram because you guys are always posting stuff. And Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm on Instagram too as the Good Cigar and our our YouTube page is the Good Cigar as well. You know, um, let's get into let's put a pin in that and get into it later because I know you from the podcast, but you also have a very successful YouTube page where you've been doing stuff for a long time. So, yeah, that's where I started out doing was the was the YouTube starting out, and it really when the Facebook and YouTube kind of started. There was a time where you could get paid for doing all your YouTube channels, mm-hmm. but then all of a sudden they stopped paying for firearms, tobacco, and alcohol. Well, cigars are in tobacco, so they weren't going to pay anything. Like so, kind of slowed down. And then I got onto a uh, podcast called Cigar Talk at a cigar festival in Fort Worth, and I'd already listened to those guys, Rob and Bryant. Yeah, and got into, you know, listening to them, and I got on the show at that event with them. And I talked with Rob and we became good friends. And he said, you need to really start up a podcast. You know, you, that, that's, that's a way to go that you can really get your message out to. And since then I said, you know what, we're, that's what we're doing. So me and the wife do the podcast and it kind of just blew up from there. Um, you know, where we have so many great fans and followers and mm-hmm. 
it's it's gained gained a lot more momentum than the YouTube. Although I still do some YouTube with that, mm-hmm. I do a lot more with that podcast because it reaches so many more people who listen to it in the car. They listen to it at home. They listen on their phone, their computer. They can listen to it anywhere. So that's really what's grown is the uh, podcast much, and we have a blast doing it. Yeah, um, you guys have a great chemistry on there. I love the you know the banter back and forth, and uh, the <laughs> oh, it is fun, but. Uh, to jump into, we'll get back to cigar stuff later because I want to touch on that. Um, now, we met, basically hooked up on Instagram, and we had talked, I believe it was cigar stuff, and then kind of sparked up our mutual love of, of tiki drinks. And Yes. Uh, so what I'm really interested in is, uh, well, let's, let's, let's jump out right in the, be- right in the beginning. Um, the, I, like the tiki culture thing. Uh, everybody might think when you if you don't know a lot about it it's just like you know your thatched roof over your beach bar and a couple of you know a couple of sugary drinks or whatever but the idea of the idea of a classic tiki drinks and the idea of going into like this dark lit room with with all these totems and uh you know weird music playing and uh, it just that's that's like the idea of escapism to somewhere else um is really what turned it on to me and um so what about you? How, how did you, how did you find like get into a love of, of tiki drinks? Like what got you into the, the genre? You know, I, I so love like Florida, the palm trees, the ocean, and it's always drawn me. And part of that is seeing that, you know, that, uh, and, and like you said, that mysticism of it, that escapism of it, of getting into the, the tiki world. And I really like history a lot and finding out that, you know, a lot of these drinks came around after World War II, when all the yeah. sailors and stuff that were out there, in the Pacific fighting and then they came back here and they still wanted some of that feel to it. Some of that, this, you know, kind of deal and that people picked up on that and it was so different and exotic and it really is. It still is a very different exotic type of field to go into and getting into that realm. That's what really caught my eye. And then, you know, I love the ideas of the, the tiki's themselves, how, you know, there was, there was something that was worshiped and done. It's just it's so unique. And it's also so forbidden as well, right? So a lot of that stuff was kind yeah. of forbidden stuff. So that as well, too, kind of catches my eye of like, wow, this is kind of cool and interesting. And that's how I really of, got started into it. Yeah, you can kind of see how um, something like that fits into the mysticism, like you said, of the genre, like the whole idea of alcohol consumption, like being something, uh, obviously, if, if you don't abuse it, it could be something to kind of alter your senses. And you can see if uh, if you were in some kind of ancient ritual and you were like worshiping some kind of totem and you pa- they passed around this you know the 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 bowl of this this weird concoction that is flavored with all these fruits and stuff and you can you know fruit ferments it turns into alcohol and you can see where like this whole like state you know altering your state of mind to worship kind kind of adds to that to that level of mysticism and i i do like the fact that it's you can have an escapism of you can go away to a tropical island and escape for a, a week at a time. Or sometimes my wife and I will just make tiki drinks on a Sunday afternoon and kind of escape to our little back backyard. And it's just as good for that little moment of time, you know, like for that, you know, when you, when you make a really good Mai Tai or a zombie at the house and, it, and you, you know, you put on your Hawaiian shirt and you go sit on the deck. It's almost like for that little moment of time, for that one drink, we're, we're on a tropical island somewhere. It, it really does. You know, we light a, a tiki torch out here and I've got some palm trees and we put on some great old tiki music and some old Hawaiian music. And it really just all of a sudden just takes you there. You just really feel like, you know, the only thing we're missing in our backyard is the ocean. 
mm-hmm. lapping up against the deal because that's where I'd be sitting 24 hours a day is where I could be a bum beach bum in a heartbeat and my wife knows that that's why we don't live in Florida because that's all I would do yeah but I, it's I having up- that experience wherever you go I, I definitely feel that because I grew up in Florida uh, about 30 minutes from the coast and I was able to go. And now, you know, me and my wife and I always talk, you know, if we're going to do something, if we're going to go somewhere someday, we're going back towards the ocean. But that is a, um, that's another aspect of tiki culture, right? Is that you don't have to be by the ocean. To, you don't have to, um, like some of the best tiki bars I know are in the middle of the country in landlocked states because they need escapism the most. Um <laughs> and they do and you have uh you know in texas i guess there's some there's some coasts in texas where you're at but uh there are down at the gulf uh you know port aransas and you've got galveston uh but that water down there because it where everything kind of flushes into it mm-hmm. is not the prettiest beaches that we go to i really like the floor of that clear water they go to but you know just getting out to it like you said that t- uh, tiki bar a perfect example of it being like locked in is like Frank's Tiki Bar in uh, Vegas, mm-hmm. and I don't know if you've ever been to that one, but it's a mm-hmm. it's in the it's in the older part of town, and it had almost run down. They kind of they revamped it, but it still looks like when you go in there, it's like you fell into 1970 at a nice. Tiki Bar nice. in 1970, which is completely awesome. So for that time period, that's where you're at. You're in old Vegas at a Tiki Bar in the 70s because that's the way it feels. That with that nostalgia into it and great tiki drinks out of there. Now, speaking of oasises and and whatnot and going places, I'm looking at you. The We're doing, I'm going to post this as audio, but I can see you on Zoom right now. I'm looking at palm trees behind you. And uh, <laughs> I, I, I do understand that you've kind of transformed your, your backyard. You and Melissa have transformed your backyard into sort of a, a tropical oasis in the middle of Texas. It, it it really is. When people come over, they are shocked and amazed of, of how this place looks and that we could actually do this in Texas. And it is, it's very, very manageable. It just takes some time and energy, but everything back here I planted. And the reason I planted everything back here is because we went to, we had our honeymoon um, at uh, Vegas at the Mirage. You know, mm-hmm. and they've got this great, the volcano. And that's the only thing I haven't mastered yet is how to get a volcano back here for <laughs> So when we were there, she goes, I want this in the backyard because they've got palm trees, waterfalls, and everything going down. I said, okay, you want the Oasis thing? I'm going to create that for you. So it's as close as I can get to uh, to that because that's our escapism is coming out here and enjoying all this. Sure. I and mean, we still have intact. No, granted, winter, a lot of the stuff dies down and dies back because it's cold and wintry. But then springtime and for most of the year that we have it, it's really only two or three months that we have it down from the cold and everything else comes back. And it's just like it is now, this palm trees and tropical it's just like a tropical paradise for us well i've uh i've seen some pictures you've posted online before and then usually i listen to your podcast when i'm at work and i'm stuck indoors and i hear you guys always talking about jumping in the pool in the backyard smoking cigars drinking rum and i'm li- i'm listening I'm, I, and I, I tell myself every week you know i'm gonna save this podcast for the weekend so i can enjoy it too but i every week i'm just like i listen to it at work and it just makes me wish i was out there with you guys hanging out by the pool Oh, and, and anytime, brother, anytime you want to make it down here to Texas, you get you get a place to stay. We'll enjoy all the, the goodness of, of tiki culture back here and cigars, and uh, we'll have a we great time. Definitely want to do that. My wife and I are definitely have the bug to get out. We um, we used to travel a lot before before the pandemic. You know, we, we got to go to yeah. Cuba. We um, 
we went, we just last year for Thanksgiving and her birthday falls on Thanksgiving weekend. So last year we decided instead of doing the family thing, we're just going to go to Cozumel and have Thanksgiving in Mexico. <laughs> oh, so, that's awesome. That's so a good time there. We did that for, and um, so yeah, so being stuck, being stuck, uh, not being able to travel for a year really kind of tampers us. I know that you guys just uh, ventured out a little bit. Didn't you just go, go to New Orleans? Go, go to Loud 229? That's Beach Bum Berry's place, right? That is, and it's a great place. There's actually a couple that we found in uh, New Orleans, Tiki Lounges, that are absolutely great. Uh, one of them is the Latitude 29s, which is Beach Bum Berries, which he does a great job that, and the food is some of the best there, too, as well. Uh, and their drinks are just great. They've got a really great tiki feel that you're inside there. And then the other one is Tiki Tolteca. And it's further, it's just further down from it. It's not too, too far around from it, but it's kind of a little hidden gem because you've got to go up some backwood or backway steps to get up to it. You think you're just in some kind of like you're going through the back entrance of an industrial building. And then all of a sudden you go to the top floor, you open it up and it's just the curtains, everything is blacked out. You know, it's just, you get lost in there and you're just in this tiki world of cocktails and you have no idea what time it is outside. It's like Vegas. You know, you have no <laughs> idea what time it is and you're just there. Next thing you know, and you've blown three or four hours drinking tiki drinks there. They do a great job there as well too. So those two are some of our greatest that we, that we really like. And every place that we go, one of the things my wife does is to find me a tiki bar. So when we went to uh, Charleston, uh, South Carolina here, uh, not too long ago, we found another tiki bar in there. It's called Voodoo Tiki Lounge. And it's a little off the beaten path. And it looks like it was, you know, opened up sometime in the 70s. It looks like they hadn't dusted since the 70s. But that's part of the, the culture of it. Because, you know, the, the, the shag carpets and the, everything that they had on the walls, you know, and the, and the plush seats that they had were just really, really cool. And their drinks were really, really great uh, that they do. But finding those little things, you just get, yeah. you're just trapped in there for one. You're like, this is great. What a place to be trapped. And stuck in is a place like that. We, um... Yes, we both have. We both ha seem to have good wives because my wife will do that with me for cigar lounges. Like she'll put up with, she she knows that whenever we go travel, I want to find like the cool little cigar spot. Um, down in Cozumel, we found a place called Havana Bob's, which was like off the. They they have the big um, uh, was it the the, Habano del T Tobacco Hub uh, fruit, the the big like the one the Cuban one that's sponsored by the Cuban sure. government. Sure. Uh huh. <clears throat> and then, but we found this little cigar shop. That was a little hole in the wall. It was just wood paneling on the walls, little humidor. They had Cubans in there and they had some other stuff, like some some whole, some house rolled ones. But super nice dude behind the bar just was making the best margaritas we had while we were in Mexico. And just sat <laughs> and we just, we just sat there and smoked Cuban cigars. And like and we actually ended up going back to that one more than the other places in town that were supposed to be the bigger ones because it was just a nice little hole in the wall vibe. Yeah. Good drinks. And those are the those are the best. Little hole in the wall places. It's really good. It's really, you know, it's a very social aspect as well, too. That's one thing that the Tiki brings in, cigars, liquor, and the, everything goes together really well because it's very a very social activity. And when you can find a small place like that, really make friends, which is pretty pretty quickly done. I mean, cigars, liquor, I mean, that just goes together, yeah. uh, especially in the Tiki world, that it's it makes ma magic there. We were just out last night, like I mentioned, and we had a great time, but one of the things that my wife and I both um, – we're looking back on was how how odd it was usually when you go like when we we go out we're going to go to a place like a like a like a an irish pub or a tiki or a or a cigar lounge the kind of the fun of it is going to sit either at the bar or at a communal table and kind of meeting new people and what was odd about 
um, going out last night was because of the whole pandemic and everything. It was there was a everybody was sort of on guard a little bit, and it was it was an awkward yeah. it was an awkward vibe, you know, when you can't when everybody kind of spread out at a cigar lounge. Like I'm so used to it being <laughs> I'm so used to it being communal, you know, and um, you know if we're going with the group of people, obviously we sit together, but it was just my wife and I last night. So like meeting new people was still a little sketchy, but everybody like kind of spread out. But uh, so we cannot wait until uh, to get back to going out and hanging out and traveling and meeting new people again. Yeah, we need to. We, we really miss that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, uh, let's talk Tiki drinks for a second. Um, I want to talk. Oh, about, yes. I want to talk about uh, – I, I, I hate picking favorites. I'm not going to ask anybody their favorite because it's like I can't pick a favorite drink or a favorite cigar. It depends on what oh, my mood I can, is. I, yeah, I'll tell you what my drinks are. I, I know what my drinks are, my favorite ones to go to. Okay, so well, I want to – I want to know, sorry, I, I want to know one traditional drink, and I also know that you like to make your own, so I know that you make your own tiki drink. So give me give me one or one or two traditionals, and then tell us about your homemade ones. Okay. One of my favorite ones is a painkiller. That is just a great drink. It can either be a dessert, because it is kind of sweet, but it's also just a good anytime, great chill-out drink is that painkiller with the nutmeg and stuff into it. Just really, really we thoroughly enjoy that one. I make those here as well. Those are great. And then I love a good zombie. Just because it's just so, you look, when you look at the ingredients and how much rum is in there, and you don't realize <laughs> that. I mean, it's a lot of, lot of rums that are in there. And it's a lot of work making it. But man, it is such a, when they do it great, when you go somewhere and they make it a really good zombie. Yeah. There's just nothing like that, uh, how complex that little drink is and how powerful that is. It is. It, it's a good thing that it's kind of difficult to make because if it was easier to make at the house, we would just be, we would be <laughs> zombies. Uh, there's, I, there, I have a story about that. I think I tell it in the actual zombie episode that I did of Patiki that um, where my wife and I went to a local tiki bar here called Chopper. And it was in the, it was middle of the day, afternoon, what? And it's dark inside, of course. So we have a couple of zombies where, uh, you know, we're getting loose. And then you walk outside and it's daylight and you're pretty, you know, I don't want to, I'm, I'm just going to say it. We were hammered because we both had a couple of zombies and, we, and, you, walk, and you, walk, you don't expect to get hammered off of two drinks, but you have zombies and you walk out there and you, all that overproof rum in there. And then you, we walk out and it's the middle of the day. And it's so weird to be, it's like to be that, to be that drunk in the middle of the day. And it's like, there's people walking on the street going about their lives. And we actually felt like zombies just walking around trying to figure out what, what you know, how to call an Uber to get home. But, <laughs> that's a that's a damn good day <laughs> so yeah I, I agree with you man the zombie's classic but um you also like to make your own stuff i know you've done it on your podcast a couple of times you've made your your al's tiki drink so tell us a little bit about I, that i really enjoy making something now melissa is the toughest critic i've ever had because i've made some drinks and that's just pretty good and she's tasting and go no nah, and it just gets poured <laughs> down i'm like oh my god how much rum i just wasted right there uh-huh but, you know, there's a couple things that I found that are really to make any drink pretty uh, almost a classic tasting drink on your tiki's. This one is orgate syrup mm -hmm. and also using uh, passion fruit juice. Those mm -hmm. two things are some of my favorite things to put in a drink. And falernum. If you haven't had the falernum, I love a good, uh, if I can find a nice crafted made. Now, I haven't tried to make my own yet. Uh, but if I, I have a couple that are just really great falernums and okay. you can really change up the tiki drink. So sometimes it's just, what do I have on hand? And it may be, I have a little bit of pineapple juice. Maybe I have a little bit of orange juice, um, grapefruit juice, whatever I have on hand. And I'll start mixing with that and I'll put those things in there 
And the wife, every time I do that, she's like, well, this is another good tiki drink. I said, yeah, because some of those flavor notes that really come out are that orgate syrup, which has like an almondy base to it. Huh. You get some passion fruit juice, um, you know, and, and putting the falernum in there, which has a really floral kind of notes into it as well. It really, as soon as you take a sip of it, you're like, I don't know what this is called yet, but this is really great. And the, and the sad part is sometimes she'll go, I want that drink you made two weeks ago. And I'll be like, I don't even remember what I put in there, dear. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Especially when we had just... quite a few tiki drinks. Exactly. That helped. That definitely contributes to the not remembering what it was, but that's, that's what you should call that. You should just call make a drink. Oh, I'm going to, we should copyright this. We should just make a drink called the, the memory eraser or the memory loss. <laughs> and then and it, it's never the same every time. It's just whatever we have in the kitchen to make. It's the... yeah. Yeah. That would be awesome. Yeah, I I like that. Um, whenever I don't have a specific drink in mind, I'll just go to the standard like planter's punch recipe, like the whole one of sour, two of sweet, three of strong, four yeah. of weak, and I'll just grab whatever I have in the in the in the kitchen and whatever juices and whatever. We always have some kind of fruit juices on hand. So and like you said, the orgeat syrup really you can put that in anything and just make it good. Uh, it really, really all of a sudden it tastes like a tiki drink. Yeah putting that we, in there we always have that stuff on hand for because one of my favorite to make is the mai tai i like making a traditional mai tai oh so gosh gotta... lo- that's another one of my favorites is the mai tai i mean and i've had you know when they use a mix they just at a, at a restaurant i can already tell if they make it from scratch and they know what they're doing and it's a good mai tai it is the very best when mm-hmm. they use a mix it's like i know they tried but i can already tell the standard so that's sort of pretty much the basic standard like a margarita when you go to some to uh, someplace, how's their margaritas? Or house margarita good? Then you're going, all right, we're good. What are the ingredients they use in there? And just like when you go to a tiki place, when you get a Mai Tai, what are the ingredients they actually use in there? Or is it mix? You can pretty much judge a standard by what they do with yeah. the Mai Tai. Well, um, that was a n- nice segue to our next topic, although I'm not sure if it's a segue if I point out that it's a segue. But <laughs> it's a, it, the, the, there's a, co- um, there's a uh, coalition between those two those two are those two top topics um, into into cigar stuff because I mean let let's get down to it now. Um, we talked enough about about tiki on the tiki podcast, but let's uh we you know we both want to talk about cigars for a minute. So well, you mentioned um knowing you know not using a mix and knowing a, a basis of a you know a good a good drink a margarita or a mai tai, um, and you can kind of go the same way with cigars, right? Like when they are good they're really good especially it takes something like a cuban like a cuban cigars are you know when they're good they're really good and when they're yeah. half-assed they're not they're horrible so it's you know the tiki drinks kind of leads into and cigars kind of the same kind of way like when, when they're good they're good when they're bad you know they're bad you know they're bad instantly you know like this is not a good cigar and i found getting a higher quality cigar and getting something when you're looking for a cigar making sure that the ingredients, the, the leaves that they're using, it says long filler leaves. Mm-hmm. So it's not, uh, they're actually using the whole leaf in there and it's not just a compromise of confetti that they've used from all their trimmings okay. to put up in there, make a huge difference of it. And getting aged cigars, finding ones that are used aged tobaccos, just like with your rum, you want a night or any drink really, you know, that aging process really smooths things out and adds a great, a lot of flavor to it. Well, it's no different in cigars as well getting that aged tobacco really, really smooths them out and adds some great flavors into those cigars that do that. It's, um, it's, we have great cigars out right now. We're very lucky. Um, this, some of the best cigars are coming out right now and some of the best rums, uh, 
for pairings and we're able to get all this stuff. Uh, one of my favorites is the uh, Florida Kanye rum with oh yeah that's a great great rum and i like to go nicaragua nicaragua so i'll go florida Kanye with a perdomo and man nice good choice that is a great choice i have been kind of hooked on the new perdomo 10th anniversary reservas the um both the sun grown and the maduro are just incredible i I keep on going back to those what's um what's on your what's on your uh top three this week what have you been smoking this this week here, the top three. What's Nova? I, I really enjoy the Nova cigars, which I smoke a lot of Nova cigars, and mm-hmm. we have them on the show all the time um, because and they're out of the Dominican Republic, but they use tobacco from all over, from Nicaraguan, Honduran to blend their stuff. They're just made in the Dominican, and they are just a great smooth cigar every single time. So I really enjoying that with any with any of the rums, especially. I really got into the rums because they pair so nicely. And we were talking about this before the show, how I used to do a lot of bourbons, but you know, you go to the store and you and to get a decent bottle of bourbon, you're paying anywhere from forty-eight to sixty bucks for yeah. a bottle of bourbon. If you, you can, can get find a, it, because everybody yeah, if you can even find it, because everyone snags it up so fast. But if you, you can get a rum, an aged rum, sixteen, twenty-three year aged rum, and you can pay twenty-eight to thirty-two dollars for a bottle of rum like that, that aged, that goes great. So we've really been getting a lot more into the rums. And then with the other cigars, you know, I really love the Macalla cigars, the Matafina, which has the Brazilian wrapper on it, which is another great, great cigar to go in there. And Blackbird cigars, he's doing some phenomenal stuff at Blackbird cigars. So that's another one of my favorite ones to go to. Nice. And then I just got turned on to Valakari cigars, and that's coming up in a show that we're going to be doing here. I had an interview with him, and that's coming up in a couple weeks. And uh, his cigars, too, are phenomenal. And he is very transparent on everything he does. And he doesn't put anything out. He tests tons and tons of cigars before he goes, yeah, this is the one I want. And he sells, which is really a, a great thing, which some of the things, if you're really a cigar nut, the blenders, as they're rolling cigars and they're blending it's blending this up, the rollers blend of what they smoke, that's okay. what everyone – but they're usually pretty strong. But that's what the rollers are blending. As they're rolling cigars, that's what they're, that's what they're smoking. And if you can get those, and he has a good, he gets those as well, and he puts those out. Look, these are the ones we were testing, and he'll sell those as well, which is a great idea. Another one that does that is Martina Cigars, and they're out of New York, and they've been there for 45 years, and they do a great, great cigar. If you have one chance to pick up the uh-huh. Flat Iron, that is a great cigar out of uh, Martina Cigars out of New York is the Flat Iron. Um, and, but they also sell a Rollers Blend there too as well that only comes out like we only have, you know, 200 of these things and that's it and then they they'll wait a while they're like hey we made some more and we have that so that's a great way to uh get into the different cigars that i'm really really falling in love with awesome so so before we wrap it up um let's one more time go over oh by the way i did want to chime in and say sorry i got distracted but the talking about novas the um the platinum batch toro with that um, what is it, a San Andreas that's on there? Yes. That is one of my favorites from them. I really Their Sultan it. is another good one you need to try. That's okay. got a San Andreas rep or two. That is a great, great, the Sultan is great. And if they're listening to the podcast, if you're going to go get Nova Cigars, we have a uh, discount code because I okay. spoke a lot of Novas. We're good friends with them. And it's TGC20. And you use that discount code, you're going to get 20% off of your cigars where you purchase. And Leo is really good about our listeners to, to say thanks for that that she throws in sometimes she throws in an extra cigar sometimes she throws in an extra lighter cutter cool she does a lot for that so i, I tell people about that to use that 
because they're going to try the Nova cigars, which I absolutely love from everything from the Congress. Uh, it, it's got a great line of cigars to use our code that TGC 20. Awesome. Well, before we wrap it up, let's do the plugs one more time. I'll really appreciate you hanging out and talking to me, man. Uh, I don't want to keep you all day and, uh, let you get back to your little backyard oasis and uh, <laughs> yeah. all this, this, all this talk has made me want to go light one up and make a drink. So let's tell everybody one more time where they can find the good cigar podcast and follow you and everything. Yeah, they can find us at uh, one, the first place, the easiest place to go to is the goodcigar.com where they can listen to our podcast there or YouTube there and then get our merchandise that we have there as well. Uh, but we're also, you can find us on Instagram, the good cigar on Instagram. Uh, on YouTube, it's also The Good Cigar. Everything is The Good Cigar. So you pull up that, which any genre that you're wanting to, you're going to find us there. And then we're also, like I said, you can find us on the Spotify, the Google Podcast, Apple Podcast. You just do a search for The Good Cigar, and you're going to find us. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, that was our first installment of Pod Tiki Talks with Mr. Al Roman from The Good Cigar Podcast. Make sure you go check him out at thegoodcigar.com. I recommend checking out the Instagram page because he's always posting all kinds of cool pics on there. That is at thegoodcigar across the social meds on Instagram. He always is having all kinds of awesome contests where if you're a cigar smoker or even a tequila drinker or even if you're just into cool stuff, you know, go listen to them. But he's always got um, he's always got really cool um, contests going on, usually monthly and sometimes most of the time weekly, where you can get all kinds of cool swag and cool gear and cool um, cigar stuff and Sheila Tequila stuff, Tequila Sheila, Nova Cigar, all that cool stuff. Great products. I've sampled all of his sponsors almost, and they are awesome. Thank you so much for listening. You can always catch me or the podcast, first of all, at at pod underscore tiki on instagram you can always catch me at at rum underscore poet please visit podtiki.com for everything podtiki related um with every past episode you can go under the podtiki archives tab if you listen to this on, on on a rss feed or one of those streaming sites you can always go to spotify or itunes and find us just search podtiki will come right up we're the only one it's the one that has a tiki mug that kind of looks like me with a Panama hat and the aviator sunglasses on. Big old tiki smile on my face. Which is the smile I have when I'm drinking tiki drinks, which I would like to go do right now. So I'm going to end this outro and just say thank you so much for giving Pod Tiki a chance and a listen. Please drink responsibly. Uh, keep a tiki out there, guys. And remember to stay tuned for the full episodes of Pod Tiki which if this is the only thing you've listened to, I want to introduce everybody to the Pod Tiki episodes where I research tiki drinks and I write about them and I tell you all about the story of the people and the countries and the environments involved and how they've evolved and how the stories all intertwine. It's an amazing uh, timeline of this era, this like 50-year era of where of, of tiki and, and tropical culture and the Caribbean and everything and from across our country and the new world and it's just an amazing amazing stories so it's 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 what else can I say it's, it's what I love I love learning about people I love talking about uh, interactions and which is why I love the conversational style of pa tiki talks so stay tuned for more of that most of all most 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 of all thank you so much for listening spread the word help us out and we'll see you next time on Pod Tiki.